Welcome to Master Your Money, the podcast that teaches you how to take control of your hard-earned money all while living your best life. I am your host, Elizabeth Heise, Chief Marketing Officer at the Barnum Financial Group. I once felt powerless when it came to managing my finances and my attitude follows suit until one day I changed my mindset, built up my knowledge, and put myself back into a financial position of power. And I started this podcast to provide you with the same education and advice that I received on my journey. Now, I want to help you master your money. master your money. Today's episode is all about personal branding. Now you may be asking, what does personal branding have to do with mastering your money? Well, let me tell you a lot. I have not met too many people in this world who are 100% happy with where they are financially. Most of us either want to or need to earn a little or a lot more money to reach our financial goals and uh, building a personal brand can help you do just that. So today's guest and topic expert is Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group. Rory is a New York Times bestselling author, an eight-figure entrepreneur, a Hall of Fame speaker and has a TED talk with over 4 million views. Rory, welcome to our show. Hey, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me. Let's do this. Oh, it is my pleasure because Rory, I got to say, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of you and I'm a huge fan of brand builders. Um, I I heard you on another podcast last year and I have been dying to get you on this one. Um, But when I heard you on the other podcast, that's when myself and my CEO became clients of brand builders. So it has been a absolute pleasure working with you and working with the entire team there. That's so great. Well, thank you. That makes me happy. And, you know, that's really important. You know, when when people hear personal branding, they often think, we think that they think about it wrong because Mm -hmm. they think, oh, a personal brand means social media or it means Mm -hmm. websites or it means colors or logos or like fonts or, uh, you know, TikTok videos or or you must have a course or you must be an author or something. And you know, as you know, the way that we define personal branding is simply that a personal brand is the digitization of your reputation. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's really just what is your reputation? And when people make, make that connection to go, Oh, this isn't really new. This is the same. This is reputation. That's been around since the dawn of time, but going, Oh, it's just, it's just translating that into the digital environment having people say, uh, you know, another way of saying brand is what do people say about you when you're not there? Or what do people say about you? So anyways, having your endorsement there means a lot. Yes. And that's exactly where I want to start. A perfect, perfect segue, because when most people think of personal branding, they think of maybe social media influencers or celebrities, and they Mm -hmm. don't think of themselves as needing a personal brand. So lots of people just don't maybe put the time and effort into it. But can you talk about that? Totally. Is that, well, is that true? Uh, is that false? Well, yeah. Well, one of the things that we conducted was uh, we conducted a national research study. It's called Trends in Personal Branding National Research Study. Um, if you go to RoryVaden.com, there's like a free trainings area and you can just download it for free. But, but one of the questions that we asked was, 
we asked, and this is weighted to the U.S. Uh, census, right? Mm-hmm. So the general population of the U.S. But we asked people, how important is it that to you that each of the following people have an established personal brand? And so we thought it would be like, oh, you know, you expect like speakers and authors. But here's who we found. So 61% of Americans said that they believe their doctor should have an established personal brand. 59% of people said their employer. 58% of people said their lawyer. 55% of people said they think their financial advisor should have an established personal brand. And here's what we started to realize. Oh, it's personal branding. Is, it's not about like your profession. It's about trust. Yes. The higher the requirement for trust, the more important it is to have an established personal brand. So personal branding is really about a transference of trust. It is a a way to, uh, as we sometimes say, automate trust because people can feel like they know you. I mean, they can, they can follow you, but they can feel, they can actually feel like they know you because they, they follow you so closely. They know your favorite food. They know your kids' names. They know where you go on vacation. The same way you would know all of those things about your best friend, you can know about someone that you've never even met. And so they, they, it actually established and it, it trusts. And it's incredible to the scale at which we can, we can automate trust. And that matters for anyone where trust matters in their business. Yes. And we're not, and Rory, we're talking about becoming known for X in your space. So whatever that is, your space could be your, the corporation you work for. If you're a teacher, your space could be known in your department of education, right? Whatever that space is for you, that's where personal branding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So, so one of the reasons why personal brands fail is because that's something that we refer to as Sheehan's wall. So we, we named this after one of my colleagues uh, named Peter Sheehan, who originated the concept and then we've we've taken it and adapted it to personal brands but basically in any industry or market or vertical there's two groups of people there are those who are unknown mm-hmm. and then there are those who are well known mm. and it's it's two different sides of a camp or we use a wall right we call it Sheehan's wall there's this huge invisible wall that separates these two groups of people so the people who are unknown are faced with obscurity right it means they're just they're 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 not trusted because people don't know who they are on the other side of the wall you have those who are well known meaning they have notoriety you know you can look at celebrities for an example of this because why do celebrity endorsements work well they work because we trust people who we see often we trust people who we learn from yeah. and we trust people who we know intimate details about yeah. All things that become available through the digital media outlets of today, right? You yeah. can see people, you can learn from them, and you can know intimate details about their personal life. What's ironic about celebrity endorsements is we don't actually even know their real name, right? Like often we go, yeah. oh, hey, that's The Rock. Like yeah. that's The yeah. Rock. But it's like, what? I don't even know his name, but I trust him. Like if he says yes. it's good because I feel like, him you know him. Yeah. You totally, right? you, you feel like, he, you know him. He's, he's so a great personal. example. Yeah. So good at that. And the same would be true about Oprah or Brene Brown or like so many people. I, I think that matters tremendously and it, it matters whether you're a teacher or a lawyer or, yeah. you, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. So what most people do, Elizabeth, is they go, okay, well, then I guess I'll go online or whether it's a website or, you know, creating content of some type. And they go, 
they talk about too many different topics and they talk about, they're like, oh, I'm multi-passionate. So they talk about all these different topics. Um, they talk to all these different audiences, right? They don't really know who they're talking to. So they like address all these different people. Mm -hmm. And then they have many different business models, like um, all the different things they're pointing back to. And they're on all these different platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, yeah. Twitter, you know, podcast X or, you know, podcasting or YouTube. And so what happens is they bounce off the wall because when you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. I love that. And ultimately, what you re all you really need is one place where people can go and learn about your expertise and they can see what you're about. We have three different strategies for basically content marketing. We call them the three E's that people go have this consistent experience and they get some value from following you. And so they stay tuned in and then they get to know you and then they feel like they trust you. And then that leads to them buying from you or um, you know, if you're a small business owner or a salesperson, it might mean they're buying something from you. If you're an employee, it might mean that you get a raise or, or some other company recruits you, or you, you know, you get promoted, uh, you get invited to, to speak somewhere, yeah. uh, you get cited in the media. Uh, it, it can be, it can be as simple as that. But, you know, one of the things that we found is that 31% of Americans say they're more likely to date somebody if they have an established personal yes. brand. Cause you know Why? them. It, what's that? Because you know them. Because you right? know them, right? You can't get catfish, so to speak. Like yes. you, 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 you're not, you're not surprised at who they are because they can't. You know, you can fake a profile <laughs> on a site, but like you can't really fake videos of yourself over and over and over again. Like mm -hmm. until AI, you know, come, you know, really takes over. You, I guess you, you'll <laughs> be able. That's a separate to, podcast. That's a separate, that separate podcast. Yeah. Um, so using your personal brand you know, you can monetize yourself. If your sure. brand is strong and you're known for X, you can monetize yourself. And that monetization could come in the form of, you know, uh, referrals. If you're in a referral business, it could come in the form of, of asking for a promotion or getting a raise. It, you could start a side hustle, right? You could use your brand to your advantage in a variety of different ways. But how does one person pinpoint that? Like, where do you, can you tell us how you start people on this personal branding identification? That's a really big question, right? And, and the best, the single best piece of personal branding advice I've ever received came from uh, a gentleman named Larry Wingett. So this is not a Rory Vaden or Brand Builders Group quote. I wish it was, but Larry said this, and I heard him say this early in my career. He said, the goal is to find your uniqueness so that you can exploit it in the service of others find your uniqueness so that you can exploit it in the service of others. Now, Larry wasn't really in the business of teaching people how to do that. And so when mm -hmm. we started Brand Builders Group, that's the business that we started. We said, oh, let's create a process, a series of exercises and tools and frameworks and live experiences and, and really coaching and training to help people find their uniqueness. Yeah, That's um, a big one. That's a big, that's a big question. Big. It's really big. And um, ultimately, our curriculum, our full curriculum is 14 different two-day experiences, right? Yeah. So the, the full answer to your question would literally take 28 days to answer. But um, I can give you a shortcut. I can give please, you a shortcut. Please give us a shortcut because I've taken a lot of those courses and they're phenomenal and they, they get you thinking. They really do get you thinking about this. So please give us a shortcut. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you the, the, the shortcut. And we noticed this once we started working with our strategists. Um, because we're, uh, we're, we, we work with humans, right? Our company is very, 
we have digital stuff, but we're yeah. really about human connection and we do one-on-one work, you know, yeah. finding your uniqueness is sort of like an, an intimate conversation of like getting to really know somebody. So once we started training strategists, we discovered this very consistent theme that we said, oh, this is it. So if there is a shortcut to finding your uniqueness, it's realizing this, you are most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. You are most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were for all of us. The person, the the audience that you can serve in the deepest way is the person that you once were, the person you were five years ago or 10 years ago, because you know what it's like to feel like that person. So Um, in my world, if we just bring that to the present, if I think of myself, I'll be vulnerable for a second. Back in a phase of my career, I was confused. I wasn't sure where I wanted to go. I wasn't sure I needed to find clarity. I don't think I knew myself well enough. I didn't know my space well enough. So that took uh, a lot of, deep work for me to get out of that place of confusion and get into a place of confidence and clarity to move myself forward. So part of work I can do is help folks that are in that same phase of life where things are a little blurry, get themselves to a place of confidence and clarity. Is that's like an example of yeah, totally looking, looking backwards. It totally, it could be right. So, you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's lots of different directions that we could go. It's not so much that there is a right answer but what is the wrong answer is to try to go in many directions all at the same time. That's the only, like, that's the thing that doesn't work now. 100% or to follow, to follow money, right. To say, I want to work with X people because X people make a lot of money. So interesting on, on the money thing. So doing something just because of the money, we would say is not a good idea, but we actually do. And this is part of what is also unique about us is we are in, we are in the business of helping people monetize their personal brand. So it's, we first are digitizing it and then we're monetizing it. And one of the things that we help people get clear on, in addition to their uniqueness, which is like, there's four primary things that we help people get clear on in our first experience. Our first flagship experience is called finding your brand DNA. So the first thing we help them make clear on is who are they solving? What's a one phrase description of who they are solving? The second thing we help them get clear on it is exactly what problem do you solve for that audience in one word? The third thing we help them get clear on is how exactly in one sentence do you solve that problem for people? And then the fourth thing we help people get clear on is what is the one primary monetization stream in which you will make money solving that problem? So we use money as a hint. To us, money is a hint. Um, And one of the questions we want to look at is, what is the fastest path to cash? What is the easiest place to monetize? What is the most, where do you have natural momentum? Where do you have natural traction? Money follows value, right? Wherever you're providing value, that is where money shows up. So we want to actually pay attention to where are people wanting to pay you and offering to pay you? And where are they finding it easy to say yes with their dollars That's an important part of it. Now, just chasing money because it's like, oh, all I want to do is like be rich. That's not the right thing. But to use yourself as an example, Elizabeth, like, sure, you could probably go down a path of saying, I'm going to help coach young professionals on how to figure out what they want to do. But the more obvious path to cash for you, if we were going to like do that, is to go, well, you're a CMO. 
So really the audience that you could serve in the deepest way are basically marketing professionals who dream or aspire one day to become a CMO. And you can teach them, here's all the different skill sets you need to develop. And here's how the path is going to look. And here's, you know, here's the kind of projects you want to work on. And here's the people you need to know. That's exactly what you mean by having a very pointed focus. Not exactly. just saying, not just saying you want to coach people, but you want to coach aspiring CMOs or you want to coach, you know, younger and experienced marketers. Is that an example of what you mean by really defining that audience? That first yes. question. Yeah. Now your first answer wasn't wrong. Like you mm-hmm. could totally do that. And pretty much we can make anything successful if we focus on it, right? Precision is power. So if we, if we focus and say, oh, you're going to be a general career coach, we could do that. But you know, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big Simon Sinek fan, Me too. Um, but when it comes to personal branding, I actually think it's not start with why I think it's start with who I think the, the, the clearer you are about who you can serve. Once you're clear on who you're serving, everything else becomes obvious. Everything else becomes clear. And so you go, well, who can Elizabeth serve in the deepest way? Well, who is Elizabeth? Well, she's a CMO. She's been in this role for 20 years. Like you could get even more narrow to say, if you want to become a CMO in the financial industry, the and, and here's another brand builders group mantra, the more specific, the more terrific, right? The oh, more specific, man. the more terrific. Precision so is power. The more specific, the more terrific. <laughs> so, you know, normally it would take two days to kind of go through the whole experience, but, you know, just in a few minutes talking with you, Elizabeth, based on you sharing a couple small pieces of your backstory, I can quickly help you narrow down the focus. And it doesn't mean you have to go in that direction. It just means that's likely the fastest path to cash because that's who you can serve in the deepest way because that's most specifically who you are, right? So when somebody wants to become a best-selling author, we're going to help them, right? We just helped our 15th client become a best-selling author. Why? Oh, congrats. Thank you. But that's, uh, and not just a best-selling author, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, or USA Today, right? Like major bestseller list. Why? Because I am an author, right? Like yeah. I, I know that person. If someone wants to become a speaker, I was the youngest person in history to be inducted into the Professional Speaking Hall of Fame. I've got a viral TED Talk. I'm a two-time world champion of public speaking finalists. Like why can I serve that person so deeply? Because it is who I am, right? Like it's it's what I know inside and out. And that's part of why my wife and I started Brand Builders Group is we said, wow, Building personal brands is what we do. We actually don't even work with companies. We don't do corporate branding. We do exclusively personal branding, like building a brand and a business around an individual person. Why? Because that's who we are and that's what we know. And so that's the shortcut, right? You're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. And Rory, when you think of personal branding, you know, I try to explain to people and, and tell me if I'm off base or on point with this. It's the whole, it's the whole person. So not just the business, you, not just the CMO, Elizabeth, it's, it's the mother, it's the wife, it's the friend, it's the skier, it's the yogi. It's all parts of me that make up my personal brand. Yes, and- ab- absolutely. Yeah. You're, you know, again, our, our definition, uh, which is what we came up with is it's the digitization of your reputation. So yeah. it's it's everything and all the things that make up you. Now, when you translate it to, let's say, social media strategy or driving traffic to a website, when you make the transition from your reputation to the business objective of driving leads, one of the things that we would say in your content marketing strategy is that like if let's use your let's use like an Instagram feed just as an easy example. If you want to grow on Instagram, 
the way to grow on Instagram is not to post pictures of your kids and cats and you're a skier in your hobby, mm-hmm. your hobbies. Why? Because if I'm a stranger, I don't get any value from that. Mm-hmm. The, if you want to grow your profile, what you have to do is present content that is relevant and that adds value to strangers. And that's where we talk about the three E's. Basically, okay. your, your content needs to either be educational It needs to be entertaining or it needs to be encouraging. The three E's, educational, entertaining, or encouraging. And usually some mix of those, right? So um, people follow my my Instagram account because I'm teaching, right? Most often it's just like, I'm just teaching these little nuggets. Yes. So now that's what shows up mostly in my feed. Now, ironically, the posts that people are most likely to engage with are the personal posts yes. of my kids and of, you know, I just, my, my wife just turned 40 and I just wrote like basically the story of her life. It's the most, it's the most engaged post that I've ever had, but that's because they already know me and they care about, they're interested in learning more. So you attract people with what you do, but you engage people with who you are. You attract people with what you do, but you engage people with who you are. Uh, the way that we teach clients in terms of a strategy is we say, your feed is what you do. Your stories are who you are, right? So you you come and you decide whether or not you're going to follow, follow my profile based on, is it really freaking funny and entertaining? Mm-hmm. Or is it super encouraging? And I think it's going to like inspire me. Or is it educational? Like, oh, I can learn something like you know, we follow people who are like, teach us how to garden or teach us recipes or teach us how to lose weight. Right. So you got to think in terms of your content marketing strategy, which of those three E's can I do? And what do I know something about that I can add value to the audience? Now, when I want people to engage, I'm sharing in my stories, like every day, here's me with my kids. Here's me working out. Here's me skiing. And now people go from stranger to follower by learning from you or or getting value, but they move yeah. from follower to fan or from follower to customer by knowing you and going like, oh, I mean, you know, like AJ and I are hardcore Bible thumping Jesus freaks. Like, so a lot of our stories, we just, you know, we can't help but share like we're at a church retreat or we're like doing this. We're, that's just who we are. So yes. some people re- are turned off by that. And they it's go- It's relatability. It's right? relatability. So likability. Yeah. Some people go, ah, you know, I don't like this guy's too churchy for me, but other people will buy from us solely because they go, man, there's a lot of companies that do branding, but these guys align with my values, right? Yeah. The way they talk about each other, the way they talk about their kids, the, 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 you know, the way that they talk about their faith aligns with me. So it, I, we sort of put ourselves into a box that people understand like personal brand strategy, but then you, you, you put yourself into a box by talking about what you do, but then the way that you differentiate yourself from everyone else in that box is by sharing more about who you are. All of this sounds amazing, but even as you're talking, there's a part of it that is overwhelming and a little nerve wracking. So how do you coach the thousands of people you've coached through brand builders through like, imposter syndrome or people who are like, I feel weird promoting myself or who am I to talk on X, Y, or Z subjects? How does, does that come up for you? 
Yeah, that's a really important question. I'm glad I'm glad that you asked that. I, I don't think enough people talk, we don't talk about this. Like this doesn't come up in conversation as much as it really should. And it's really important. And, and, and here's here's what it is, I think, Elizabeth, is going. There's only one reason why people don't do this. And it's because of fear. Um, we think. I don't have the right look or I'm not smart enough or I'm not funny enough. Or they'll say, well, I'm not as good as Brene Brown or I'm not Mm -hmm. as good as, you know, Oprah Mm -hmm. or I'm not as good as the rock or I'm not as funny or, or they'll say like, who's going to listen to me. And the other thing is they'll say like, I'm worried about how I look. Like I'm, I don't like the way I look on camera. I don't like the way I sound on camera. Mm -hmm. Every single one of those statements has the word I in it. And here's what's true about fear. Fear is completely self-centered. You only feel fear when you're thinking about yourself. Do I look right? Do I sound right? Am I smart enough? Am I, am I different enough? Am I unique enough? Like, you know, is the, like, do I have the lighting right? It's all when you're thinking about yourself. But the, the epiphany and the breakthrough moment is to realize there is no fear when the mission to serve is clear. There is no fear when the mission to serve is clear. And here's the, here's a real life illustration. Let's say that you are like driving down the road and you see a horrible car accident and this car flips over and um, you stop and you hear someone screaming for help, right? They're inside. And, you know, when you run over to that car, you're not thinking about, how does my hair look? No. You know, you're not thinking about, is my outfit cute? You're not even thinking about, does my breath stink? Right? Yeah. Like you're not worried about those things because you're going to help someone. Yeah. You are abandoning the self-centered nature that we all live in. And you are stepping out of that. You're stepping past that. You're stepping yeah. into a world of service and you're moving from self-centeredness to service-centeredness. And when you do that, that's where everything transforms for a personal brand because you go, I'm not making content so that I can be famous. I'm not making content so that I can make money. I'm not making content so that I can impress my friends so that I'm not making content so that I can feel important. The reason that I'm making content is because if I'm creating content around the person who I used to be, then I get very clear and present to the fact that there is somebody out there right now who is searching for answers to questions that I already know. Mm-hmm. There is somebody out there who is begging and pleading for solutions to help them move past a problem. There are literally people out there in the world right now, literally on their hands and knees, praying for answers to prayers that I can help support with. And when you think about that person, all the fear disappears. Disappears. And and that's what it's about. So it's it's realizing that ironically, your personal brand is not about you. It's about who you can be in the service of others. And so, you know, I would just say unapologetically that if you're struggling to create content, it's because you're thinking about yourself. You're You're being self-centered. 100%. Yeah, 100%. It makes sense when you position it that way. 
It is, it is with, without a doubt, it's fear-based. Fear-based. And you go, you don't have to, you don't have to impact millions of people. This is another thing that we share with our clients a lot, you know, cause we have some pretty fairly famous clients. Um, yes, you do. Ed Milet, Lewis yes. Howes, Amy Porterfield, yes. um, Peter Diamandis. I mean, we, we have uh, Jasmine Starr, like we have yes. a number of clients that we have helped over the years that are pretty well known, but most of our clients are not those people. Like those are the top 5% of our clients. Most of our clients are like intermediate or even just starting out on their journey. And they go, well, I'm not, I don't have millions of followers. And one of the things that we tell them is go, we say, you need to think of your online audience as an offline room. Think of your online audience as an offline room, meaning so many of us will post a video and we get 27 views and we go, oh, what a waste of time. Like, Jay Shetty posts a video and he gets 27 million views. Like, who am I? Like, why who, Why am I even posting a video? Like 27 views? Are you kidding me? Like, what a waste of time. Yet, if I told you right now in the room next door to where, where you're sitting, there are 27 people who are all gathered and they're gathered because they know that you can help them in their life or in their career. If I said, you're going to go next door and you're going to speak to 27 people, that's probably enough to get your heart rate pumping, right? You're like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I have to give a presentation to 27 wow. people. Amazing um, perspective. Right? But it, that is how it is. It is, that is it, how it it's, is. It's not like that. It's exactly it that. that. Um, and all it's just, we get so caught up in the vanity of like, oh, I don't have enough followers or I want more followers. Who cares about having more followers? Focus on the eight people who are in front of you now. Who are like, listening now serve those eight people. And if you serve them really well, what happens is they start hitting the share button and they start hitting the send button and they start telling their friends, like, you got to check this out. And that's how it grows. But if you're stuck in that self-centeredness, you never get past it and you just, you never get out of the blocks. I hope everyone was paying attention. I hope everyone had a pen in their hand. Rory gave us so many wonderful nuggets, but I think that is my absolute favorite because this world could be a little bit intimidating and building a personal brand, although it's a wonderful journey, could be intimidating and overwhelming. And you just brought it to the center and you put light around it for me. And I hope I hope our listeners have the same takeaway. Rory, where could people go to learn more about you and Brand Builders? Oh yeah, um, thank you. So first of all, if, if you're curious about building your personal brand, as I mentioned, we do like one-on-one coaching we do the first call with everybody for free. And so if you're just like considering this, if you go to freecall.roryvaden.com, um, you go to freecall.roryvaden.com, you can request a call and we'll talk to you and we'll, we'll show you our whole playbook. We'll show you like the whole big picture and we might be able to decide that, you know, maybe we can help you. If we can, that would be awesome. If not, that's totally fine. But either way, if you go to roryvadenblog.com, That is where every week I share a free like seven minute video and article on something related to the psychology of influence. So, you know, data and Hmm. stories and strategy and techniques. So um, either go to freecall.roryvaden.com or just go to roryvaden.com and and click on blog and it's all there. Ah, Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Rory. And thank you for all that you give and all that you do. I'm so grateful to have you on. Oh, well, thank you, Elizabeth. It's it's my pleasure. And um, so flattered and honored to get a chance to work with you and excited to see where your personal brand goes from here and uh, how, how it helps y'all grow your business. So thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Master Your Money. 
please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Every little bit helps. You can also follow us on our Instagram at Barnum Financial Group. If you're interested in connecting or working with a financial advisor at the Barnum Financial Group, the links are in the show notes of this episode. All opinions expressed by the program participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions their respective parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the program participants are affiliated. Investments or strategies mentioned in this program may not be suitable for you, and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You should strongly consider seeking advice from your own investment advisor. Securities and investment advisory services offered through qualified registered representatives of MML Investor Services, LLC. Member SIPC, 6 Corporate Drive, Shelton, Connecticut, 06484, telephone number 203-513-6000.